Welcome along to Utter Punts. We are your one-stop shop for the NFL. We're made by UK fans of the National Football League. We are basically trying to give you a complete review of last week's games, the preview for this week's TV games, and all of the best betting advice on the planet. It's coming up next. This is Utter Punts. 47-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer. Look at him rumble. All right, you Christmas jive turkeys. You got a little bit carried away, didn't you? Admit it. Don't worry. Have a lie down. We are going to blitz the conversation for you all night long. You don't need to move an inch. Stick with us. It's utter punts. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! Utter Punts, in association with End Zone Kit, is an NFL podcast made by UK fans of the National Football League. We're with you all the way through until Super Bowl 56. I'm Liam Bradford, journalist and Giants fan. Alongside me, my two favourite punts, starting with the dressing gown bedecked Dave Keane, the Viking down in Birmingham. Wearing a dressing gown because it's warm. And Merry Christmas all. I hope you're in a wonderful mood. Just like Big Liv. Yeah, I'm in a shocker. This intro has taken 36 attempts so far. And he looks like an albino club along. Next to me, Ravens fan, Statman Dan. You are right, mate? Yeah, I'm good. And we've outlasted a head coach finally. So Nahan Hackett will coach less games than a head coach than we'll have done podcasts next week. That's fantastic. Uh, I mean... We could all be sacked by the end of this podcast, given how long it's taken us to get the intro done, if we're being completely honest. Coming up, as always, the big game reviews, a look ahead to Week 17, our utter punts of the week, and we'll try and get back on track with our big bet builder. Stick with us. This is the best podcast based on the NFL coming out of the UK. It's utter punts. Right, finally, we've managed to get ourselves through the intro, which is absolutely oh. delightful. Welcome along to Utter Punts in association with endzonekit.co.uk, where I got my lovely shiny new hoodie from. Look at this. And I used uh, code PUNTS at checkout to give myself 15% off. You can do exactly the same if you'd like to do that. The beauty of endzonekit.co.uk being a sponsor of the podcast is they sent us Christmas presents, boys. Oh, they sent us Christmas presents. Dan, there's Get your Christmas in. present, mate. Oh, hello. Uh, you're going to open yours first. Apparently yours is um, a, a little bit light, lost in transit on so the now way. I'm, I, I hate opening Christmas presents Why? more than I hate momentum in sport commentary because I, I hate the pressure of it. That, but nobody's here that's bought it for me, so I don't have to please them. Yeah, but they'll be watching it. That's the problem. Mentally, I so know you've got a smile. <laughs> here we go. Oh, what's he got here? Oh, we've got a little sticker oh, there. Oh, so, just show you this. It says uh, Ooh, Property yeah. of Ravens Baltimore. It's a little car sticker, I think, to uh, to go in your uh, yeah. in your bedroom window. I'm going to put it on your car in case you change it tomorrow, like you did look last week. This. Thank you, guys. Oh, you got a little beanie? Oh, I got it. Take your headphones off first, yeah, and then you can put your headphones on over the top of the beanie. The beauty, um, the beauty is, for those of you that don't realise, we record in my spare room. It is already about 37 Celsius in here due to the lights and various bits and pieces. He's got to wear that for the rest of the podcast. Happy Absolutely days. brilliant. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah. Dave Keane uh, down in Birmingham. I believe that you've got a present too, have you not? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's going to be itchy. What's in your, what's in your gift? 
I don't think it sticks. I think it's an embroidery patch. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Uh, what's he got, Dave? What's he it? got? <laughs> no, talk to us. Ah, oh. pop it on. Yeah, just hold it up to the camera so we can see it and tell us what it is. Ah, it's a secret. Oh, he's look got. At that. Look at that. He's got a Ravens hat. It's a Ravens hat. <laughs> uh, that's a very nice Minnesota Vikings hat that you've managed to get hold of. There, you pleased with it, Dave? I'm happy with that. Oh, yeah. bur burning it in three yeah. when they got knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, until then, but it's not all. What else is in your uh, What else is in your Christmas present? We've got some other stuff. We've got uh, what appears to be a dressing gown, Vikings keychain, oh. mm -hmm. Vikings sticker. Nice. Huh? I mean, some Vikings mirror style thing. Oh, I can't even see that. What no, was... it's difficult with the screen, but it, it's wicked. It... I'll get it put up. Yeah, we'll post uh, We'll post something on them. Um... <laughs> I'm I'm looking trepidatiously. Uh, we'll get it put up on Instagram for you. Meanwhile, I've got a present, and I've already been forewarned by Renee from endzonekit.co.uk that I have to wear this. I have to wear it on the podcast. Oh, and she's given me absolutely no idea what this could be. Russell Wilson. Pro yes, yes. Producer, yes, yes, yes. producer Andy yes, Bell yes, yes. has... <laughs> Do you know what? And we will we will absolutely bleep this Cowboys. out. So just check, check the timing here, would you, on the uh, so we can put an appropriate bleep on the Cowboys. pair of you, would you? Cowboys. Jesus. <laughs> it's definitely um, bears, though. Oh, it could be a bears thing. I'd be delighted it if it was a bears. bears. Oh, that's oh, lovely, actually. It's um, not a bears. Jersey. We don't know what it is yet. Oh, it's it's a fit Christmas jumper. But it's 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 going to be a big old Christmas jumper, I think endzonekit.co.uk don't forget if you want to get your kit from there use the code punts would be absolutely brilliant if you did so i have got what can only be described <laughs> look at the state of this it's absolutely stunning is. this is a new york giants it's lbj one yeah it's an obj giants jumper it's it's um just in time for him to sign for the Cowboys it's, for the playoffs and win them oh, the Super Bowl. It's going to be warm. Yeah. Now, I promised, you two talked amongst yourselves just for a minute, I promised that I would wear this, so I'm going to take off the lovely hoodie that I purchased from uh, Endzone Kit. I'm going to get changed. I'll be back. Talk amongst Shouldn't yourselves. You, Potentially, just, you know... You don't want to see this. No. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I, I can still talk to you. It, it, just drop, him, drop him, all sorts. This card is... Use promo code ROOKIE at the checkout to save 10%. Well, you would 15%. be a rookie. Because I can give you 15 if you use the code PUNTS. This is a rookie mistake. Very rookie mistake. Well spotted, Dan. Keen eye. Well, why is it that the link gets away with taking off one top to put another one on? Why has he got a giant shirt? That yeah, would, a, a bear's one, sorry. That would have been... Oh, mate. Should we club in, like... Dave? Why don't uh, we... We're going to have we to have a look on in. the website. Yeah. See if they do bear claws so we can buy them. Yeah. Like just on his hands, so just on the yeah. Nearly there, boys. Nearly there. Just got to put my microphone back on. Give me one I sec. I hope he signs for the Cowboys now. Oh, I'd be, I'd be brilliant. Uh, that would it? be yeah, yeah. Knocks him out the playoffs. Hi, hi, mate. Hello, mate. Didn't what? miss anything. What's I got? A pencil? pencil. It's just. 
tuck that behind me here like a builder. Uh, right, okay, good stuff. Thank you very much, Renee, at Endzone Kit for our gifts. We absolutely love Thank them. You. If you want yeah, quality, uh, quality, and it's lovely, it's proper NFL merchandise as well. If you'd like it, then you can get yourself across to. What's this? If you like it, then get yourself across <laughs> to endzonekit.co.uk and don't forget to use uh, the code PUNTS at checkout. Now, normally we do talking point first, then we do game reviews, then we go into game previews. But because the talking point today is probably more about the review, um, we'll do things slightly differently. So... Instead of doing a talking point followed by the reviews, we're going to do the reviews, then the talking point. So, in that case, here's last week in the NFL, all wrapped up for you. Let's start, shall we, with the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Jets. Not the prettiest of Jags' performances this one, but plenty enough to outclass the Jets by 19 points to 3. Trevor Lawrence starred for the Florida side as he went 20 of 31 for 229 passing yards and another 59 rushing, including a gravity-defying touchdown. Two more wins for the Jags would secure them the AFC South Divisional title. Next up, Giants at Vikings, and this was a belter, a right old ding-dong, and it took a franchise record 61-yard field goal to separate the two sides. Greg Joseph now has made three game winners with less than 25 seconds in regulation time and another two overtime field goals this season. The Vikings' 27-24 win means the Giants were denied a playoff spot for another week. Seahawks at Chiefs and the Chiefs might have found it difficult in recent weeks to put away struggling teams but this was a big improvement. They buried Seattle 24 points to 10. Geno Smith was shut down by the hugely inexperienced Kansas City defensive line and Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes things with a bit of help from the informed tight end Travis Kelsey. Eagles at Cowboys and wow, another brilliant game and the Cowboys keep showing up. This time the fourth quarter turnaround securing the win for Dak Prescott and his side 40 points to 34. Dak finished with 347 yards and three touchdowns against a Philly side that still managed 30 plus points without the injured Jalen Hurts. Shout out for T.Y. Hilton for being 33 years old and still being the best wideout on the field. Raiders at Steelers, and it all got a bit Franco Harris in Pittsburgh, 50 years in a day after the original immaculate reception. Like that game, a rookie scored the winning touchdown, George Pickens latching on to Kenny Pickett's 14-yard pass. All of this coming just days after Harris had passed away. I do love it when a good narrative circle is completed. Steelers win 13-10. Packers at Dolphins. As well as liking narratives completing themselves, I also like being right. I said last week someone had woken the Packers up and it proved to be so. A 26-20 win over the Dolphins and more concussion controversy here. That's all going to come out in the wash. Two are struggling again. He threw three picks in the fourth quarter and the freshly motivated Green Bay secondary had a field day. Motivated after they'd been balled at by defensive backs coach Jerry Gray at halftime. Bucks at Cardinals and it took overtime to separate them but Brady's Buccaneers finally have a W on the board after two straight losses. He looked old, 
tired and angry at different stages of the game, did Tom Brady. But he also lasered six passes in overtime that were peak TB12. And that was plenty enough for the Bucks to come out on top and keep their one-game lead at the top of the NFC South. And lastly, Chargers at Colts. One-way traffic this one. A 20 points to three win for the Chargers and their playoff bound. Austin Eckler scored two one-yard runs and Los Angeles clinched its first playoff spot since 2018. Justin Herbert threw for 235 yards. It meant the Chargers won their third straight. And after Vegas, Miami, New England and the Jets all lost, a win was enough for that playoff spot. Boom, job done. Uh, so I'm wearing uh, a wonderful Christmas jumper. You look like you're about to go out and beat somebody up. Like a sticky bandit. And um, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kino, uh, with his dressing oh. gown on, has now got a hat on as well. I'm taking that. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'll Obi-Wan take that all day Kenobi, long. Obi-Wan that's what I should have come up with, Ooh. but my brain didn't work that fast. Uh, right, <laughs> you'll notice that the game that we previewed last week but wasn't in the review this week was the Broncos game. And there's plenty of reasons to have to talk about it because there's a load of talking points that's come up uh, from that. And that's coming up after this. Now, on Utter Punts, we have been asking for a long time for you to get in touch with us and tell us how you're feeling about your team. That is exactly what Renee has done. She sent us a little video. That little video is going to be included right now so you can hear what she had to say about her Broncos team. Let me tell you... She's not very happy. Okay, so I need to talk about the Broncos because they're my team. My dad had season tickets since 61 at the old Bears Stadium. He used to sit out there, rain and shine, and mostly snow. 15 years without a winning season, but this is the worst crap I ever seen. I think not only should we can hack it, which we did, but I think George Payton should be on the chopping block because he's the one that orchestrated that lovely trade with Seattle. I was never thrilled about it in the first place. You know, the second coming and all that, supposed to be so great. Um, I used to wear my Bronco hat around, but I had to trash that today. I was too embarrassed, honestly. So I bought this from an artisan shop today and it's I think it's better. But anyway, I don't think things are gonna get better. Something's really bad. Something's rotten in the state of Denver. I don't think the locker room is getting along very well. And I think I need a few more of these frozen Irish coffees to even deal with the situation. So that's my rant. Thank you. And go Broncos. So that was Renee. Uh, she did finish with go Broncos, but um, I, I think she'd quite like to sack the entire backroom staff. Russell Wilson can get in the bin. There's plenty of, um, there's plenty of unhappy Broncos fans at the moment, Dan, and you can understand why. Yeah, I mean, it's always the way when there's so much, when the expectation is raised so high before a season starts that if that doesn't come to fruition, that the fan base just gets really upset and much quicker. That they, they, Had they not expected too much, this year would have been blah, a bit okay. But they, they, they sold us, and we were sold all off-season that the AFC West was going to be this powerhouse, that four teams will make the playoffs, and the Broncos are back, Russell Wilkins, Russell Wilson's a genius, what a great signing, and none of it's worked out. The Hackett hasn't worked out, Wilson hasn't worked out, the defence hasn't worked out, the owner thing hasn't really worked out. Um, so you can sort of see why they're a bit upset. Um, the Irish coffee looked good, though. Get frozen Irish coffee? Yeah, yes, but please. <laughs> why don't we do that on Otter Ponds more one of them. Um, Dave, it's, it's pretty horrendous over there, and it feels like it all stems back to that trade that was made between the Seahawks and the, and the Broncos at the beginning of the season, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it really does. And I, I think there's an awful lot of teams that got incredibly lucky. It does appear when they got Hackett, but they're probably thinking that the QB they were going to have was uh, actually Aaron Rodgers, who uh, it was rumoured was going to be up for trade. But then he signed his extension, stayed with Packers, and um, they brought in Russell Wilson, I think, almost as a, as a contingency. And it's turned out to not be a match made in heaven with, with uh, Nathaniel Hackett. He's out of the league. He's... I mean, it'd be an interesting debate about who's had the worst tenure, him or Jeff Saturday, come the end of the season. But we'll, we will find out. Um, but Saturday. all in all, I think yeah. the Broncos, yeah, maybe. But I think the Broncos still have a hell of a lot of talent on their roster. Um, George Patton, I think, is potentially a lucky, lucky boy to be getting away with this. Uh, I'd have thought that someone who traded for Wilson and gave him a guaranteed contract, which means they're, they're effectively stuck with him until the end of 2024, I think, if they cut him before then, even with a, a 1st of June designation, might be 39 million cap hit. So they're not going to be losing Russell anytime soon. That means they're going to have to make it work. Um, there were issues on the touchline between Dalton Reisner and Brett Rippian, who was playing for Wilson and was upset about having taken a sack that he probably didn't need to. Um, and when you've got infighting going on, on on the touchline, you know that you, you need a full rebuild. And I think it's probably the actual, the fact that he lost control of a locker room at the weekend is what the final nail in the coffin was for, for Hackett. Otherwise, I think we'd have kept up, kept with him until the end of the season. But when when there's actual ruptures in the team, you've got to do something to try to preserve anything from the season. Well, they need to know what they can take into next year, don't they? Um, so they're going to have to have a look at certain players now in a different limelight or in a different light, in a different shade for a couple of games to see what they carry into next year and what they cut. Ultimately, from, a, from an organisational point of view, the, the mistakes are that the... The owners bought the club after the coach had been hired. Um, the yeah. GM was already in position. Yep. The, the G, the, saying that the George Patton orchestrated the Seahawks deal. You can't do that without the owner's permission, not that type of money. So the owners have brought in the, the player. The coach didn't. They're asking the coach to work with a player he, didn't, he doesn't know and doesn't have a scheme, and, and his scheme doesn't fit. Now they've removed the coach, they've kept the quarterback, so they're going to have to find a coach to fit the quarterback scheme if they want the quarterback thing to work, which you think the owners will have to make work, but they've kept the GM in place, um, as obviously as a scapegoat to fire six months into next season, because they've specifically said that the GM isn't going to be involved in hiring the next coach. So it's absolutely screaming disorganised chaos. It's a, a, it screams Jets and Browns for the last 10 years when the GM and the coach just aren't on the same page. And you do not get success in this league unless you've got a GM that brings in his coach that then they bring in their own quarterback. And when you do that, you have success. When you don't, it's a recipe for distraction. And this is going to go on for another season at least. So George Patton was actually the assistant to Rick Spillman at the Vikings for years. I mean, for, for years. And he was consistently turning down jobs and interviews and even job offers because he wanted to go to a stable environment. And the Broncos hadn't changed ownership in a long time. And I think he was going into that. Uh, with the idea of it being Elway up top, pretty much running the show and him working underneath him. Obviously, then the ownership's changed and that just goes to show you can't ever predict anything in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, be interested to see where George goes from there. I think he's quite widely respected in the game. And no one at the time was saying it was a terrible move. We can't rewrite history here. A lot of people thought because the Broncos brought in Wilson, they were going to be a force. Clearly hasn't worked out. 
nominee to rethink. Um, and I think part of that will be putting the right coaching staff around Wilson to allow him to play to his strengths. But he's 34 years old now and he was always a mobile quarterback who made things happen on the scramble. You start to decline physically. You might not be what you were. And it could be that the Seahawks and, and Pete Carroll jettisoned at exactly the right moment while there was still value. Yeah. It seems seems to me like there's only one winner out of that trade and it definitely uh, it definitely isn't the Broncos. I mean, short of changing everything to fit around an ageing quarterback that's not going to be the franchise quarterback in the medium term, he will be for the short term just because of the financial problems, but in the medium term it feels like that they've got to be future planning. They've got to try and figure out what the next move is for life after Russell Wilson, don't they? Well, yeah, and I think that's what that's what they're starting to do in earnest now. And they've got the they've got the GM there lined up for when it doesn't start well, to remove um, sort of straight away. And then whoever the head coach is, will work with the owners. You would think then to bring in a new GM. Um, you would bring in a coach that can work with Wilson and what they've got at the moment. But they lost, they lost, they lost a few key players very early in the season. Javante Williams was a was a mega. He, he he was got due for a massive season there, young running back. He was brilliant, and their offensive line looked good. And he went out fairly quickly. Melvin Gordon was traded. Uh, they've had Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy injured. They lost Tim Patrick in the in the preseason. So they had a they had a four or five group wide receiver group that looked stellar, and none of them they haven't played together all year. So there are sometimes when you, your season just gets off to a a bad start, but that's when you need your coach and your, your coaching staff to be really strong, really united, and bring people together. They, they haven't done that in the first game of the season against the Seahawks. If you remember on Monday Night Football, they had a, a two-minute drive at the end of that game to win the game and it was a shambles and it's it's really difficult to pull back a dressing room with experienced people the people that know how to win games when you start with a mistake like that on national television and it, since then really he was signed as, as a scapegoat and he, unless he turned it around they made the playoffs he was going to get sacked and they've done it quicker sooner rather than later. Uh, any more to say on this Dave or shall we move on to having a look at some of the games coming up this weekend? Perfect, Dave. Absolutely brilliant. The well fact put. that he's got nothing more to say, <laughs> illustrated uh, by the fact no, he didn't say anything. Sorry, now. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing my best not to interrupt the flow. Uh, You're busy looking but, yeah, at your no, heart. Um, it, will our sponsors find us if we uh, if we move on without having spoken about them for the contract is seven and a half minutes? Uh, yep, yeah, I think we should be absolutely fine. Uh, in the meantime, um, here's an advert for our sponsor. <laughs> Utterpunts is proudly sponsored by one of the best kit suppliers out there, Endzone Kit. Endzone is a transatlantic company whose mission is to make finding kit a little bit easier and a little bit more affordable so you can represent your favourite American sports teams. Whether you're looking for NFL, college football, baseball, hockey or basketball memorabilia, Endzone's got you covered. With sizes from newborn up to 3XL, anyone can find something at endzonekit.co.uk. And one of the things that we love is that they have a whole range of retro and pre-loved gear so you can rock your vintage style while supporting your team. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for your American sports kit.
And I think you'll find that's seven and a half minutes on the nose, Dave. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, let's look ahead to the games this weekend, shall we? Starting with the Thursday night football game, which is actually on Friday at quarter past one in the morning. It's Dallas Cowboys at Tennessee Titans. Now, the Dallas Cowboys, very good result last week against an injury-struck Philadelphia Eagles. The Titans might just be wobbling ever so slightly. I have a funny feeling that this could turn out to be a bit of a barnstormer. How do you see it going, Dan? Yeah, you, you say they're wobbling. They've they've wobbled right over. They're um they're they're a bit of a, a, a patsy at the minute. And I think the Jags are gonna are gonna take that the South Division, although they do play each other in week eighteen. And I, the look at the injury report, the Titans have basically put everybody on injured. So I don't think they're gonna play anybody this week in the knowledge that they only need to beat the Jaguars in week 18. So I think they're taking this as a week off, which is a dangerous thing to do. But I think that's what they're doing. And I think they're going to get healthy to try and beat the Jags next week. Um, so Tannehill's not playing. Malik Willis will play. I don't think two of the offensive linemen aren't going to play. They're already down one of those. Um, and their players on their defense don't look like they're going to play either. So it looks like they're resting up. Um, Dallas Dallas won the game on, on Saturday. And they, they, they played well. They outscored them. But... It was, it was a beat-up Eagles team, and they sh- probably should have done it a little bit easier than they did. Um, and I, I still think for Dallas, they're, they, they're going to miss that second wide receiver when it comes to playoff time. Uh, but this week, I mean, they, this is an absolute penalty kick for them, and if they don't take advantage, they're idiots. But they're not really playing for much now, Dallas. They're, they're in the playoffs. They're, they're looking at sort of rankings, but ultimately they'd fancy themselves in the first round of the playoffs. So... Not, not the best game to start the week off. I think the Titans are just going to not lie down, but I don't think they'll put much of a fight against the Cowboys if the Cowboys get up. That said, um, the Cowboys can throw the stinker in. They only just covered the Texans a couple of weeks ago, didn't they? And when, they, when the light's on, they're not, they're not overly impressive, I don't think, the Dallas. And I think they've got bigger fish to fry down the line. I think they'll lose down the line, but I think Thursday night, I think the Cowboys will take it quite easily. Dave? Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I just don't think... Both the Jags and the Titans are doing things differently. I saw an interview with Doug uh, Peterson where he basically said, no no games are off. Um, we're going in this to win every game and then we'll, we'll play the Titans for it in the last week. I think Vrabel has to do something. I think he's done... We predicted they'd drop off this year, but then there was a spell where it didn't look like they were at all, but they've lost five straight now. And I think it is attrition for the style of football that they play. Uh, it has an impact on bodies. They're, 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 we've seen Tannehill get injured regularly. It's not surprising when the O-line aren't particularly doing a great job in pass protection. And the, and the run game is... I mean, Derrick Henry's still incredible, but it's lacking... It's lacking that little bit of spark. It seems like he's having to fight for every yard. He's not getting any freebies at the moment. So it, it, it's taken its toll on him. I don't think he's playing either. I've seen that he didn't practice. Yeah. I think pretty much their entire squad, uh, like the starting 22, was, was DMP. Um, so they're, they're clearly not looking to challenge too much. They're, they're letting it all ride on week 18. They know they're winning him then. It could prove to be incredibly smart. If I can get some bodies fit and, and back. Um, and if, of course, the Jags pick up some injuries, and I did spot the Trevor Lawrence's on the injury report, could be could be a real masterstroke from, from Mike Rabel. We'll it, see. It could be. I have a very good friend called Jack Dearden who works, um, who works in 
football commentary, soccer commentary, and um, he says save nothing for best because you end up in a position where you've potentially saved yourself for something further down the track that never uh, that never comes along, and, uh, and I'm inclined to agree. Right, bearing in mind that we've got a little bit to talk about with Miami, we're going to call it a day on Dallas uh, at Tennessee there. We need predictions. Dan, which way is it going? Dallas. Uh, Dave, which way is it going? 100% Dallas. Yeah, and I think Dallas too. So any value in this other than taking Dallas? There isn't really. It, yeah. it, Dallas has given up 10.5 points, which is probably about right, and the, the points line's 40. I, I think Dallas will score probably 25 plus. I can't see the yeah. Titans doing much, so maybe under, but it's not It's not a game to really get involved too much in when they're not playing the best team. In know? which case, let's give it a swerve. That's uh, the utter punts advice for Dallas Cowboys at Tennessee Titans. On to Sunday, 6 o'clock, and that is the Dolphins at the stinky New England Patriots. <laughs> Uh, we, we we were toying with a talking point earlier on where we were going to rename some of these teams. We decided that because all of them were potential lawsuits, we decided against it. But New England were the butt of almost every joke, including calling them New England Betamax, which uh, just it made me smile very, very much. Um, before we get into previewing this game, Tua, what is going on again? Is he concussed again? Yeah, so he, he came out of the game and the, the Miami doctor has said that he showed no signs of concussion after the after the hit. So I, I, any any hit now in the NFL where it's a hit to the head or there's a, there's an impact to the head or shoulder up, uh, they assess them, even if they don't show any signs. So they assess them in the next play to see if there's any signs of an injury. He passed that. It was a spotter then, again, yet again he's been picked out by a spotter in the crowd. It's the third time this season. He was spotted, that, actually, no, he's a bit wavy oh. there and... Um, so they now they now I saw Dan. I, I heard that he reported symptoms himself a day after. No one spotted anything. No, apparently there's a, a one of the spotters in the crowd. One of the team spotters has said there was this. So they've asked they've then asked Tua what happened at this point, and he said, "Oh yeah, I, I did feel a bit funny." Um, and I think he I think he lost sight of one of the defenders. I think it was what he said. He said he wasn't there. And he was. So then they've looked at it further and they've showed him the video and he said, yeah, actually, I didn't Never see that. Never saw him. Um, which obviously then becomes a sign of concussion. Um, so we're going, I mean, the Dolphins are obviously, after the start of the season, they're, they're pretty strict on it. They don't want to be caught out for the 19th time this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they, they then dug into it and he's now, he is now in concussion protocol again. He's unlikely to play for the rest of the season because it's not just his, this is his third trip into the through the concussion protocol. Yeah, and, and, and when you look at the game and how the game went, he threw three picks in the fourth quarter in the game at, on Christmas Day. And, and wasn't that, right. No, no. It, clearly something was wrong because he played all right up until that point. Something went haywire. He ends up throwing three picks and Green Bay come away with a, a you know a season high four takeaways in that game, and all of them pretty much came in the in the fourth quarter. Does this mean that the Dolphins are going to struggle now at the Patriots, Dave, or or is it still a foregone conclusion with the offensive tools that the Dolphins have at their disposal? I mean, look, I'm, I feel really bad for Tua. I don't like seeing anyone get hurt the way he's... But Teddy's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, baby. So, uh, uh, yeah, 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 very much so. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I want Teddy to do something. Like, if anyone deserves uh, some kind of, like, swan song or kickstart to, to whatever's left his career, it's Teddy Bridgewater. So, um, hopefully he comes in and is a hero. I think he's got a hell of an opportunity to do that against Patriots. Um, who haven't been good and don't seem functional. And you do worry about, weirdly, the leadership of Mac Jones, which is strange because 
in college he was a leader and even even at the draft when he fell to 15th and there were people from his college being taken ahead of him he was in the tunnel on the way out celebrating with those boys their glory the fact that they would go he seemed like a leader to me uh maybe he's just not vibe, not connecting with the new england's playing coaching staff i don't know but I feel for Matt Jones. It does feel like it's unraveled on him this year. And uh, it, it appears to be not not fitting in personality-wise to, to what they're after as a culture, more than anything else, which very difficult to bounce back from. I think you need to move on at that point. And we'll see next year what happens with the Patriots. But I can see them seeing what Bailey Zappi can do. There's um, there's a, there's more and more coverage coming out now from the Patriots. And such tight organisation, you can only think that it's coming from the Kraft family, either sort of Robert or Stephen Kraft, where the, look, Belichick's not under pressure for his job, but he's under pressure to fix the coaching staff because they know that's the issue. And bringing back you know, Joe Judge and, and Matt Patricia as your offensive masterminds was, was always a little bit of a bold move, wasn't it? He's got his son as the defensive sort of assistant coach, Steve Belichick. Um, so he's, he's not really put anyone in place to help or support him. And I think He's been found out a little bit this year because at times that that Patriots team on offense and defense has been dysfunctional, and that is very unlike them. Their special teams has been a mess, which is incredibly unlike them. They're the best special teams in the league generally. Um, yeah. I just don't think they've they've done anything. They're, they're a they're a team that obviously I was quite aggressively against them at the start of the season because they didn't look like they could do anything well. Their defence has, has won them games by being very basic and being able to stop very basic offences. Their offence is really good against really basic, poor defences. But actually, when they play anyone with any talent, on, on either side of the ball, they lose. Um, and two weeks ago, they beat themselves because they couldn't find anyone else to beat them. So, And last week, they benched Steven. They're, they're only they're only good players, Ramondre Stevenson. He, he's outstanding running back. He's had a great year. Last week, they benched him because he was involved in you know, lateral gate. So we didn't see him for most of the game until they thought they had a chance of winning the game against the Bengals when actually the Bengals should have just blown the doors off him in the first half. They let them come back in. Then you saw Stevenson come back in and start running the ball. But he was I mean, he's on the verge of being buried under the New England Turnpike at one point. He, he's going to disappear from, from, from existence the moment he did. The Patriots are a terrible team. But I think what the, what the Dolphins have done, again, is they've just, they've just kept them relevant for another week because yeah. against Teddy, it will simplify the offence because... I know you love him, Dave, but he's he's not got the electricity that two has got. So it does simplify the offense. And when a simplified offense against Belichick, will struggle, and, and it allows New England to play a very simple game plan. And they'll and ex if they execute well, they'll keep this much tighter than it should be. And that's my concern. And the Patriots are favourites by three points. Yeah, I, I, look, I, you talk about the coaching stuff there. Right? That's a really interesting point. Joe Judge got beaten up at New York. It was and terrible. He, he was he was really poor. Now, there's no way that you come out of that experience the same person as you went into that experience. Even if it's just a, a quiet seed of doubt in the back of your mind where before that, that voice did not exist in your head. And I think that's probably part and parcel of what's going on. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, that is a Bill Belichick error. We will find out. Uh, predictions for this one, please, Dan Horton. Um, I'll be cheering on Miami because they're the better team and I want them in the playoffs, not the Patriots. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Miami plus the points. They're getting three and a half points. I'll take them. I'll take Miami in the points. Uh, I'm going to take New England. 
um, just because I think Dan's made a very good point about yeah, Teddy and the simplified, uh, simplified offense and that making the life of... Uh, of New England a little bit easier so I'm going to go New England and Dave that means it all lands on you to get the prediction right mate Teddy's going to beat him go on Teddy yeah. yeah I mean you think about it Ted, Ted, Teddy, Teddy's like you know in terms of character like a perfect Jedi I mean you've got Bill Belichick who's definitely a Sith so like, I'm going to back a Jedi alright good work Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, in his dressing gown looks better mate if that sticks I'm so happy he yeah, looks more like a that. Jedi when he's got his hood up um, rather than the hood of his dressing gown down but you know, that's close enough uh, right uh, this is the Sunday 6 o'clock game which means normally we would be talking about uh the anytime touchdown scorer for the pub. Are we yeah. doing the same this week, Dan? We are, yeah. Lovely. You spoke to them and they want to do something fancy for the playoffs in a couple of weeks' time, so there's different special offers each week for those. But for now, they want to stick with the uh, touchdown scorers because it is being quite popular in the pub, although we haven't landed it for a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. So this is the Nook and Broom in Bramall. Um, if you're in there, whilst this game's going on, six o'clock on Sunday, and we call the anytime touchdown scorer, you get a free pint. It's that easy. Get yourself to the Nook and Broom, book yourself a table, enjoy it, get some wings, uh, enjoy the food, and watch the game. Free pint if we call this right. So, uh, Raheem Mostert. Anytime Patriots special teams are defence. <laughs> Is that where you're, you're going? Against, you're you're going, backing you, against you, Teddy. You, you're I going am, full Keener. Yeah, I can see Teddy fumble recovered by Jude on scooted in. Yeah, unfortunately. Nah. Nah. All right, so that's two choices. Dave, which way are you going? Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater what? scramble. What did you say? My start. Yeah. My start. The running back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that. Not having it. Teddy's not giving up any picks. All right. safest game manager in, 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 in. <laughs> so Raheem Mostert anytime okay. touchdown scorer for the Miami Dolphins in that Sunday 6 o'clock game moves us on to Sunday at 9.25 and it is the Vikings against the Packers come on then this is a right old ding dong looking forward to this game it's the game that yeah. Dave Keane looks forward to more than any in the course of the season away yeah. at the Packers yeah 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 and we can kill them but we won't because they're like cockroaches. <laughs> That's right. We survive everything. That was smart. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> no, it, 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 in all honesty, it's a massive game now. In a way, I'm kind of glad that the Packers have stayed alive for it because it keeps it relevant. Uh, obviously, the Vikings, your fight in Minnesota Vikings are challenging for the number one seed in the NFC because <laughs> they just don't go away either. Uh, but the Packers pretty much need to beat us then win their last game and then I think they'll get into the playoffs as a wild card and then potentially end up playing either or saw the Eagles in the first game uh, depending on how results go. Um, I don't want the Packers getting into the playoffs. I want us to end their hopes and their dreams right now um, and yeah, nothing would delight me more than going away to Lambeau to do that. But it's the Packers, it's Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's He's from as zen as he's ever been. Um, I can see him. I can see him sneaking something past they, us. You know, they're just there's just a little bit of life in them at the moment. Yeah. The, the Packers. Yeah. There's just there's just enough of a hint of something that they could potentially upset the odds. I think, Dan. I I don't. I don't think so. I think they. I mean, they beat the Dolphins, didn't they, at the weekend by yes. six points? But the Dolphins gave just them three concussion. turnovers just in the, yeah, in the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah. Um, mm. So before that, they weren't doing anything at all, and this Dolphins defense isn't isn't all that. 
So the Dolphins were spanking them around the field for three quarters. Um, and the Vikings, I think, have got to fancy themselves to be better than the Dolphins. The, the game plan this will be interesting. I, first of all, I don't see what's better about the Packers and worse about the Vikings than week one when you smashed them. I don't see it. I don't see what's changed. You're now a better team than you were then and they're a worse team than they were then because of injuries. So I, I don't see if the game plan stays the same, what, why, why there would be a different outcome. The, the Packers will try and slow the game down and limit the amount of possessions that the Vikings have and try and keep Kirk cold uh, and Jefferson cold. That's what they'll try and do. They'll try and limit the, the Vikings to sort of seven, eight possessions by running the ball, short passes. That's all they did against the Dolphins. Everything was underneath. Everything was three or four yards. There was no big plays. There was nothing. Um, now, the Dolphins gave them short fields, which made it was a bit easy for them to, for to do so. But even then, they only really scored field goals. They didn't put many touchdowns in. You do get the odd moment from Rodgers every game where there's a bit of magic, and some of the throws are beautiful. But your, your Vikings should be able to cover that. And If the Vikings get aggressive against this Green Bay second June, they should be aggressive against it. They should score too many points. So, for me, Vikings with the points. Easy. Dave. Here's a little bit of a subplot for you. <laughs> Jefferson can take Megatron's record in the same number of games if if he can score 210 yards. So oh, he could do that this, in the first single half. Season, single season record. Is that like, right? Obviously, I've not six, seen that. 16, 16 games. Like, I mean, he can potentially beat him anyway in the 17th game, but that would almost be cheating. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, he, he's he, he's on for a record. He needs 210 yards, I think, in order to, to beat Megatron, um, who, when I first started watching the NFL, was unreal. It, it was so yeah. shocking when he retired. Um, and yeah, it'd be, be, be fantastic if he did it at Lambeau. Uh, so it's an interesting little subplot. If you can get, I think it's 244 yards, He'll be the first ever player to do a 2,000-yard season, and he'll have done it with a game to spare. So wow. all previous records would would still qualify. There'd been no asterisks next to his name. Is that regular regular season or season complete? Regular regular, regular wow. season. That's that's impressive. I mean, he 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 is he's had the best start to his career of any wide receiver ever in terms of catches and yards. Um, he's already got two 1,600-yard seasons. Um, and I think there's only two other players to have done that in their careers, and he's only in his first season. Yeah. Um, the, the, the guy is an amazingly humble for, for, for someone who is as good as he is. I mean, if, don't get me wrong, there's confidence there, and yet he's so respectful about all of his teammates. Like you, um, Dave. Yeah, oh my, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm respectful for your teammates. About all of my teammates, yeah, yeah, um, wow. all uh, right. Have you met them? Um, <laughs> and just aware that we are, we're running a little low on time, so let's whiz round. Dave, Vikings or Packers, please. It's at Lambo. I'm going to go with the Packers. I, I think they're going to try and keep their season alive, but I think okay. it'll be close, and I think I, Jefferson will be on fire. I see what you're doing. I'm going Vikings. Yeah, Vikings with Vikings with the field goal all day long for me. Um, dear listener, you will have noticed that it's very, very rare that our Dave ever actually picks the Vikings when we ask him for a prediction. And I reckon there's a trickle of superstition coming here, Dave, is there? What What could you possibly mean? I'm not jabbing the hut. No, um, there's no superstition here. It's just like, you know, yeah, why tempt fate? 
bollocks. Uh, right, okay. In which case, we need an anytime touchdown scorer for this one too. Um, are we going Justin Jefferson? Well, the Packers just... won't score one, so it'll have to be a Viking, won't it? Yeah. Jefferson, Jefferson surely. He's going to cover him. I mean, why not? Let's go with Jefferson. Right. So, Justin Keeps Jefferson, amazing. anytime touchdown scorer. Don't forget, get yourself down for a pint at the Nook and Broom in Bramall. Free pint if we pick an anytime touchdown scorer in the 6 o'clock or 9.25 games. Dan gets to go first on the next one, which is the Sunday late game, actually on Monday morning. It's his favourite, his favourite Pittsburgh Steelers against the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. You, you love the Steelers, don't you? They're, they're, they're a stain on the league. That's all they are. That's all they are. Staying um, on the league. You get you get to go first. Well, they're sh- and we we're trying to win. So we beat them two weeks ago with a backup quarterback. We'll beat them this week with our proper quarterback back. Um, Ravens are a better team. Their defense does look better again. The Steelers. You have got to give them that. But they only scored ten points against the Raiders, who were absolute garbage last week. Um, they're going to score very little points against this Ravens defence, which I, I, I stand by. It's probably the best defence in the AFC. And last week they looked at it again, even without Calais Campbell and Marcus Peters, who all had a week off. Uh, this linebacking duo is starting to look like the best in the league. I think they're ranked third in the league on defence in total. And that's if you take into account the first four or five weeks when the defence was really quite shaky. So in the last 10 games, they've been absolutely outstanding. They'll shut down Kenny Pickett and crew. Um, and the Ravens just basically going to have to score 17 points to win the game. If they do win the game... With the Bengals playing the Bills this weekend, they've got a great chance of taking the AFC North to the final week, where they do play the Bengals, probably in a shootout for the league. Um, although the seedings look a bit favourable to finish second, because it looks like you might go to the the, NF, the AFC South winner rather than hosting a, a Dolphins team. But um, I think the Ravens will have too much. It'll be the first time, if Jackson does play, that you've had Jackson, Dobbins, Edwards and the offensive line all back and all healthy for the first time. Yes, there's no wide receivers. They don't really use them anyway, just decoys for Mark Andrews. Um, but our wide receiver core is a concern. It's Sammy Watkins and Deshaun Jackson, for Christ's sake. We need, probably need a bit more than that. Yeah. But against this lot, we probably don't need a bit more than that. We wouldn't run the ball. We wouldn't pass the ball anyway. Their pass rush is too good. And we'll just wear them down over time and, and beat them 17-9. Easy. Dave? Uh, George Pickens scores a winning touchdown. Brings the Pittsburgh Steelers closer to a 500 record, which Mike Tomlin always gets. Right, okay, fair enough. That was short and sweet. Thanks for you. So, so short and sweet. We were both trying to cough whilst you were talking. Thanks for your and, then, oh, no. and then all of a sudden you stopped talking. Oh, yeah, that's the last time we do you a favour, Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's, I've been nice to you all podcast long, and that's, that's what I get back. I'm always nice about the Vikings, always. And that's every week. quite true. He upsets me by talking about the Steelers. It's true. I can't wait for the playoff. Uh, Ravens, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Dave Ravens? Uh, Steelers. You're prick. <laughs> the beat machine is going to be very busy on and you, the Steelers and, you, you and the Packers. Listen to us, Ed. Pickens the- to score winning touchdown and, and the Steelers to beat them because Mike Tomlin gets his teams to 500. If he'd have picked the Patriots, he'd have picked the Holy Trinity of shit teams. I'd beat another one that I've got to get the beat machine out for. All right, I'll calm down. Thanks, Dave. It's that hot. <laughs> it's, it, it's just making him hotter and hotter and more and more grumpy. Uh, moving swiftly on to Tuesday. Who are you picking? Uh, I was just going to avoid it. Calm. It's got Steelers. Be, it's got to be the Ravens, hasn't it? It's got to be. Lamar's back. Just going to be better. 
all, is all around back? the pitch. Doesn't matter. Is Lamar back? Yeah. Or is he, is he talking about coming back? Yeah, but he's back. Won't be able to follow through on it because if he's. Um, even if he isn't stop, back, stop, I still stop. think the yeah, Ravens are exactly. better. Uh, last time we beat them. Yeah, moving on. Uh, any value in this one? What we what we thinking? Uh, the points line is really low because neither of them will score sort of fifteen points. Mm-hmm. So the point line, even though it's at thirty eight and a half, I think you go under. I, I'd go Ravens win and under thirty eight points at seven to four. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, or if you wanted to go Ravens total rush yards, I would go over two hundred. Um, which you'll probably get a decent amount of money for if you set the lines at 200 because all they'll do is run the ball. Okie dokie, finally for us this week, it's Buffalo Bills at Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Dave, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, why not? Um, two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, uh, hopefully it'll be a shootout, but I don't think there's that much riding on it in terms of seeding. Um, so I don't think that either team are really going to be driving everything towards it there's only really a psychological edge that can be going going into the playoffs um bengals have got the the steelers last game of the season haven't they no they've so, got the ravens last game of the season is, is, is it the ravens and yeah. being the, the and so the steelers have got the browns is that correct yeah ah, that's a okay. great game isn't right. it cool yeah man like i'll be watching that rather than yours um but anyway <laughs> <laughs> And oh, uh, um, banana in like I, I don't know. I just think at the moment Joe, Joe Burrow appears to be so calm, cool, and collected, and yet they picked up some injuries on their own line. I think yeah. the the Bills' defense are really, really good. Um, I don't think there's any need to, for, for for Bengals to to try and throw everything at this. But, yeah, I mean, for, for, for me, it just seems logical to go with the Bills, who who are still pushing for, for top seeding in the division. And I, I don't think the, the Bengals can gain too much. I think they'd be best off trying to rest up a little bit and maybe psychologically taking their foot off the, the accelerator slightly. I am, um, before I let you go, Dan, I, I feel it's necessary at this point. Um, all of us here at Utter Punts send all of the condolences in the world to anybody that has lost somebody in, in the state of New York over the last couple of weeks. The death toll's now up to sort of over 60 people because of the amount of snow that they've had. I was listening to an interview with somebody um, from one of the radio stations out in, in, in Buffalo, and they said that um, the Buffalo Bills embody what that city is about. Uh, in terms of resiliency and coming back and making sure that everything is is fixed and better and trying to constantly improve themselves. Now, I'm also a massive believer in sport being the great leveller in terms of turning points. I watched it happen with Manchester United after the Manchester Arena bombing and that being sort of a pivot point for Manchester to try and get back to normal. And I wonder whether this game might be that for those Bills fans in Buffalo. It might be something that they get to concentrate on. It might be something that helps them move away from what has been horrendous up there in the last in the last week or so. Um, and I think, and I'm not going to use the word momentum, but I am going to use the word um, momentum. Um, I, I think maybe this gives the Bills a little bit of fire underneath them to go to the Bengals and, and do it for the city of uh, Buffalo Um and maybe just maybe that might be the difference, Dan. Yeah, well said. I've got I've got family in Buffalo, as you know, and they're, they're, unfortunately they're uh, they're having festivities in Syracuse, about 130 miles um, towards New York City from there. So they're not at home, but they they are saying it's it's pretty a pretty dark place at the moment. So um, I will want the Bills to win, 
I have done really all season. The Bengals are still playing for the number one seed, believe it or not. So despite them starting 0-2, if they beat the Bills um, and then they beat the Ravens next week and the Chiefs or Bills lose a game, then they will be the number one seed in the AFC. So they have Really? Got, yeah. I, I hadn't even clocked that. Wow. Yeah, oh, they, okay. they, because they've, I mean, they've just been on such a run, the Bengals, haven't they? they? I think they've done eight straight now. Yeah. And in that, they've beat the Chiefs, which is why they get their head to get it on the Chiefs. And they beat if they beat the Bills, they will have their head to head on the Bills. Um, and that's obviously the first tiebreaker that comes in. So they'll have beaten both of those teams. Uh, and obviously they'll have beaten the Ravens um, in, in the Week 18 to do that. So they'll have beaten Ignore the top... my entire synopsis on why they had a... Well, this is why we have an AFC North correspondent yeah. Yeah. in the room. Um, you do the NFC, Dave. I'll do yeah, the job. I, I, I mean, it's, it's more fun. Um, <laughs> so they are still playing for quite a lot, as are the Bills, uh, interestingly, because obviously the Bills are trying to stave off the... Ch- they don't want to go back to Kansas City again. They'd much rather play that game in Buffalo. Yeah, and correct. Like you say, Liam, if you know if there is a crowd swell of sort of, of sympathy and that they get that gather that emotion from the crowd, then what a place to host a playoff game that would be uh, with people back out from such a, such a disaster. That would be an amazing sight, and it's a fairly raucous place anyway. So um, I hope the Bills win... At, but I think the Bengals are just in too good form at the moment. I think the I think the Bills are susceptible to a pass game. I don't think they've played one for a few weeks. I think they're susceptible to a pass game, and this Bengals passing attack is serious. It's we we said a few weeks ago that I think the Bengals were probably one of the teams in the AFC that could topple the Bills, and this is in Cincinnati. This is this is their chance to show that they are a proper team. Yeah. That, that, and I think the Bengals will win this, despite me wanting the Bills to win for the Ravens. But um, I think I think this is a Bengals win. Um, and I think I think there'll be a lot of points in the game, but I think it'll be a shootout. And I think it favours Cincinnati, despite the injuries to Higgins and Boyd. Um, I think both will play. I think they'll cause too many problems for the Bills, and I'll go the Bengals. Didn't, didn't the Bengals lose their right tackle? Yeah, but their line hasn't been overly good in pass protection anyway. They've just released. Exactly. The, they've just learned to release the ball quicker. So. <clears throat> I don't think it makes that much of a difference. And the Bills' pass rush without Von Miller isn't as strong as it was. Um, so I just think I think the Bengals can overcome it. Um, they'll have to overcome it. They'll have to overcome it. But the, the Bills are going to have yeah. to overcome this Bengals' defence, and I'm not sure they can. So for me... Also, I mean, Joe Burrow just loves being thrown on the floor, getting back up and beating teams anyway. It's hard not to like Joe Burrow. Seems to be. It's hard not to he, like him, isn't it? He rolls. Uh, look, we, we <laughs> are... Dan, a man who works very hard and not liking Joe Burrow. Me, yeah, he tries very hard. <laughs> I am <laughs> nothing but stubborn. Uh, we are fast running out of time. Just before we, um, before we end the podcast, don't forget, if you like the lovely Baltimore Ravens hat that Dan's wearing... If you like the lovely cap that Dave Keane has got on, say hello, Keno. Hello. There you go, that cap right there. Uh, then you can edge yourself. I mean, I'd like to say if you like this really, really warm New York Giants jumper that I've got on, you can buy that from endzonekit.co.uk as well. Don't forget, 15% off at checkout if you use the code punts it's brilliant all right there's all sorts on there vintage retro new every team newborn to 3xl and sometimes larger loads and loads of stuff for you to get your teeth stuck into get yourself across there use the code punts at checkout for 15 percent off nearly talked over the sting and that would have been a terrible thing to do uh it is getting towards the end of the program in fact there is the two minute warning siren and that means that we have only got our punts of the week to nominate dan who you going with to a so yeah sorry um three interceptions in the fourth quarter only second quarterback this year to do it the other one was james winston not a category you want to be in 
Uh, not only did he cost the team the game, he, he should have known he wasn't 100%. You can't really get away from it. But he's also meant that the Patriots are more relevant this week and we have to talk about them like they're a serious team and we have to talk about the Packers like they're a serious team. So thanks to it, um, you're an utter punt. Fair enough, Dave. Um, I'm going to nominate myself because uh, rather than actually doing anything else, I'm just reading this list. The list of names for, for, for franchises. So Green Bay Hippies because of Rodgers and now their rookie has got a hip issue. Yes, he does. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> uh, the Minnesota Medusas because opponents turn into stone in the fourth quarter. I like that one a lot. Uh, then Baltimore Crows because they're like the Ravens but they're nowhere near as big and scary. Am I right, Dan? Uh, the New York Southworth Carols can still fly uh, but defence and special teams are being let down by the offence and more of a biplane than a jet. So I've come with a World War One fighter plane. I'm with you. Uh, the, the, concern, the concern that I'm currently have is that I know that the top half of the list, this list was absolutely <laughs> fine, but the second half of this list was very definitely not fine. So I'm just checking that you've there. run this past somebody <laughs> that we're not going to get absolutely chinned by a lawyer. His head, which is a concern. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cap it there. Yeah, that's, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I thought about nominating Jeff Saturday for the third week in a row for my utter punt of the week, but I thought that was a bit harsh no. on Saturday. So instead, I'm going to go for Jim Irsay. Um, somebody from the Colts has got to get it because, oh my God, just grim. Absolutely grim. Um, just terrible decisions being made top to bottom in that organisation at the moment. Need to sort it out and they need to sort it out quickly. Um, and as always... I think the overarching utter punt of the week is Russell Wilson, right? Well, the Colts might trade for him, so... Well, well in which case, <laughs> that, is, that is the kind of marriage... That's the kind of marriage that we're here for on utter punts. Uh, Dan, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Dave, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. And we will see you again next week on Utter Punts. Oh, actually, next week I'm not here. These two will be here, but I won't be. If that makes any difference to you, then you probably shouldn't be listening to the podcast because it's these two that know everything anyway. We'll see you next week on Utter Punts. They'll see you next week on Utter Punts. <laughs> I can't believe you quit. I'm going, I'm walking out. I've had enough. No. Can't deal with this shit anymore. Hackett. <laughs> Enjoy your honeymoon, mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs>